This is exactly right. I'm Kate Winkler Dawson, a journalist, author, and podcast host. And I'm Paul Holes, a retired investigator with experience solving some of America's most notorious cold cases. Together, we host Buried Bones, a historical true crime podcast on the Exactly Right Network. Each week, we examine a different case from history and use our years of experience and 21st century forensics to bring new insights into these very old tragedies. Like the time the Sausage King of Chicago's wife went missing in 1897. Don't miss new episodes every Wednesday. Follow Buried Bones wherever you get your podcasts. What's that at the foot of my bed? It's spooky and kooky. I'm pretty sure it's dead. It's coming this way. Wait a minute. Hey, I'm ghosted. By Ross Dresfeles. Please. Hey, boo. It's me, Roz Dresfeles. You guys, I had the best weekend ever because we did the live show and it was completely sold out. They had to add chairs just to get you all in there. And it was it was a blast. And um, that will be posted, I think in about two weeks, we'll post the live show for you to hear on here. And, um, you know, one thing I will say that happened was... Elena Servidio Schwinn, our psychic, and I, uh, psychic medium, uh, we we did a little bit of a ghost hunt before the show in the theater, before anyone arrived. And I was there and I witnessed a little bit of spookiness with a spirit box. And we, we got some information about the ghosts that are down there in the basement of the Cavern Club. At least we think so. So we talked about that on stage with Dave Holmes and uh, it was fun and I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. Today is a listener episode and I'm so excited because we've got some spooky stories coming up and uh, like always I would love to hear your spooky stories so if you want to be on a listener episode just send me an email Ghosted by Roz at gmail.com and write in the subject line listener episode because I'd love to record another one soon. And best part about phone call interviews is no germs. I hope everyone's staying safe out there. Make sure you're washing your hands. All right, let's listen to some listeners. I've been ghosted too. Hi, Annalisa. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. You ready to talk about some ghosts? I would love to. Where are you calling from? I'm in Texas right now. Really? What part? I'm in the Panhandle, like up in the north. Oh. So is that where your ghost stories take place? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So what's the story you were telling me that you worked at a haunted house? Yes. Um... So when I was about 16, uh, I went to a haunted house attraction. Hold on. Give me one second. Um, I went to a haunted house attraction and uh, I ended up running into the owner at the end of it. And the theater kid in me was so excited at the chance of possibly being a part of it that I begged them to let me join um, and be a part of it. And so we worked some stuff out, contacted each other over Facebook, and I eventually started working there. Um, And so that was super cool. (laughs) What kind of place was it? So it was a two-story building, which they would put in uh, these walls and each year they would have like a different theme. I think the one that I started working in was video games. So it was like you started out with like a saw video game. You had to crawl through an arcade system and stuff like that. Mm. Which is pretty cool. But you think that the place was actually haunted? Yes, a hundred percent. Um, It's well known that that uh, building is haunted. I know they've had paranormal investigators actually do um, investigations there as well. And it's on a historic road. 
that used to be, you know, one of the popular ways to get across country before major highways were built. So that whole area is actually really historical and old. So it's very possible that that building used to be a home, businesses, whatever, you know. Mm. Um, So when I started, they had me in the center of the attraction. Um, And basically what it was, was a room that dead end, you would come in from a hallway and there would be an autopsy table, a medical bed, and a dentist chair, and then a refrigerator. And that's all in the room. And it's supposed to look like a dead end. And what you're supposed to do is kind of freak out a little bit and then eventually open up the fridge and go through there. And the medical bed, the autopsy table, all that stuff that was in the room was actually found by the owners at a dump. So they oh, were, so who knows where that's been? Yeah, they could have well been used by many people. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they had me play um, an insane person. And so they had me in a straight jacket. And since it was the center of the attraction, it was very, very hot in there. But they, when I first started, the two other people that were in the room with me told me that they occasionally get cold spots in the room, even though there's no AC, and that things would just go missing. So if I had something important, you know, don't leave it in the room. And when I was like, missing, do you mean people come in and take stuff? And they were like, no, no one comes into this room after we leave except for the owners and they won't touch our stuff or our props or anything, but they will, will put our props all in the middle of the table at the end of the day. And then they'll just be moved. So that came in and they were telling me some of the paranormal stuff that they had going on. Um, so when I started working one night, I was sitting on my medical bed with my straight jacket on and we didn't have anyone in the Hound's house yet. We were waiting for some more groups to come in and it took about 20 minutes for people to even get to our room when we started taking in people. So I was just sitting there waiting for, you know, uh, someone to let us know that people were coming and all of a sudden I just got really, really cold. So I kind of started, you know, moving a little bit back and forth, kind of rocking myself just because I'm trying to get my body temperature up by doing physical activity. And one of the people that was in the room with me was like, oh, well, no one's coming. You don't have to do that. I was like, no, I'm just like cold. And she's like, no, it's like 100 degrees in here. I was like, come here. It's cold over here. So she walked over towards me and she said that there was a definite temperature change about 20 degrees from where she was to where I was and she was feeling all around me and she said it was like a giant cold circle just around me. Oh my gosh. I know. And no AC, no dry ice, nothing. No, 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 like no AC, nothing. We were, I mean, it was middle of October, so it's cold outside, but with everyone in the building and with, you know, all the people getting scared and stuff, it runs really hot in there. Um, so that was really weird. And I kind of got uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we had a guy that was next door to us in another room. And basically what his room was, it was a hidden room for him to hide and, then he would go into a hallway that was connected to the room that wasn't the hallway connected to ours. And uh, he would, you know, spook people in the hallway, jump out at them, scare them. And he wouldn't know that they were coming because when you walked, there was a motion detector in the hallway that would set off a sound and some fog. So he could tell when people were coming and when he would need to leave. Mm -hmm. Well, he had a little ledge, like a little lip at the bottom of the 
doorway into that hallway. So he would have to physically kind of jump or, you know, like hop over it in order to get out into the hallway and not trip and then scare the people and it's then probably hop a good over. butt exercise to be honest yeah right <laughs> you know, work in those legs get those glutes um, going yeah so he would have to you know jump back and since it's all dark and you can't really see in there and i think he even wore a mask it was really hard for him to see the lip but he would always make sure he had only a chair in his little hidden room and so he would make sure that his chair was you know not where he would trip and fall over it but every single time he would jump out and scare people he would jump back in and the chair would be right at the door and he would trip and fall over it oh my gosh yeah i mean there were times where he would come in afterwards and show us scrapes and bruises and that like he'd be bleeding from tripping over this chair and you know he's like i know i didn't move it and it even if i did it would move backwards away from the door not towards it you know those ghosts were Um, like you want to see spooky we'll show you spooky (laughs) yeah exactly i mean it was one time it was bad enough where we heard him fall so hard that we stopped everything in order to check on him Wow. I worked at one of those places when I was maybe, gosh, I was like 14, 15 and um, free labor. Great. It was wonderful. But I had the time of my life and I it wasn't a haunted place, but I, I loved so much just like spooking people and. It was all volunteer based. And so I told the people that worked there like, oh, my sister, I I want my sister to do. I think it'd be really fun. (laughs) So I had my sister (laughs) get painted up like a spooky clown and they put her in this spooky clown room. And she was a couple rooms away from me. And uh, they just they told her what to do, whatever. And I uh, maybe 20 minutes into it, I was like, okay, I'm going to go check in on her because it was kind of one of those little slow periods where you're waiting for the next groups to come in or whatever. And so I go yeah. over there to be like, so how's it going? And I could not find her anywhere. So I was like, what the heck happened? And then I open up this closet and she's sitting in there. She's like, I don't like it in here. It's scary. <laughs> I'm like, you're supposed to be the scary. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, that room and just the vibe of it, it just felt different than the rest of the place. So as soon as they needed someone to go to a different part of the place, I was like, yes, me. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like being cold when no one else is. It's kind of (laughs) weird. Oh, I know. Unless it's like real hot. Like ghosts could definitely find themselves useful if it's like we're in the middle of summer and it's we're in Florida (laughs) and the AC is broken. Um, So so then you after you worked there, you worked at a haunted museum. Yes, yeah. Um, I worked at this museum, and it was actually built in 1929 by this amazing woman. I unfortunately don't remember her name, but she, you know, it saw was the history. <laughs> oh, probably in another life. <laughs> um, but she decided that uh, this area had lots of history, and it wasn't being told. So she actually got the community together to build this museum, and she had people send her bricks in the mail to actually put the foundation of the building together. Wow. So, yeah, so the oldest part of the building is made up of bricks from people's own houses, and it was, like, during the Great Depression. So, you know, all that energy could possibly be stored in that material. Wow. What part of Texas is this called? So this um, museum is in uh, Canyon, Texas, and the area is called the Panhandle. Yeah. And so we really don't have a lot except for uh, pioneers, cowboys, and then like, you know, of course, Native American history around here. Okay. So what was going on in this haunted museum? Well, nothing too freaky. Like, I did talk to some of the security guards, and they talked and said that, like, they would hear people walking around or see someone, so they would go follow them, you know, to make sure that, you know, they have a good head count of how many people are in the building, and there would be no one there. (laughs) 
But none of that happened to you? When I would constantly be at my desk, most of the time just listening to podcasts and stuff. And we had these big stone, almost tile uh, floors in the main area. And the room behind me was all carpet. So if someone was in the main area, I could hear them walking around. And if they were in the other area, I couldn't. And I would constantly hear footsteps behind me, which made me think that there was someone that came in from the back or because we had parking back there. So sometimes people would park in the back and come in all the way to come to the front. And so I would turn around and there'd be nobody there. I would just hear people walking and there's no one there. (laughs) Uh... Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, that was like, the best job ever just to be around all these history and historical objects, especially because we had a replica pioneer village in our uh, museum and some of the stuff, like some of the houses. And I think we have a hotel was actually real life, um, like really used buildings that we just moved and put into our museum. Wow. yeah, stuff from like the 1800s. So we had some really old stuff in that museum. Yeah. Well, you were also telling me that you have had dream premonitions. What's up with that? Oh, yeah. So it's really kind of lame. <laughs> but I've had dreams of like really mundane things. For example, I had a dream that I was working at Burlington Coat Factory and okay. I had only applied there at the time that I had the dream. And so later I actually got the job. And when I, on my first day I was working and I was picking up clothes and putting them on hangers. And my coworker behind me goes, Hey, do you want to go take your break? And that was the exact dream that I had was just someone going, Hey, do you want to go take your break? And so I just turned around and I had that huge sense of deja vu, but it wasn't deja vu of like, oh, I've lived this before. It was, I've dreamt this. Yeah. like And every, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And every time I have these dreams, I always know that it, like I've dreamt it. If I like, if it, when it happens in real life, I'll go, I dreamt this. (laughs) Yeah. Do you, does it ever, uh, is it ever anything that's, like significant or like important for you to know in that you dream ahead of time or is it always just like just like conversations and that kind of a thing um well I mean one time I had one where I was having a conversation with my boyfriend and it was kind of a little heated and then in real life it, we had that conversation. I was like, oh, I dreamt this. And then we ended up fighting about it. And, <laughs> so, and so I was like, oh, maybe it was trying to let me know that we were going to fight about this thing. But <laughs> interesting. But besides that, not really. It's yeah. like just, you know, seeing something like a little scenery of like what's around me. And then I'm just like, oh, I've I've drunk this. <laughs> Why does that happen? I have no clue. And I think maybe because like I, uh, I know some of especially the psychic mediums and stuff that you've had on your show. They've said that like everyone kind of has these abilities. You just have to open yourself up. And maybe it's my my brain and my soul trying to be like, hey, you can do this. You just need to listen. to <laughs> Yeah. Let's well, see. I the way that I view stuff like that, it's not from any religion or anything, but I often think that we are like on a path. And I think that sometimes if you see something ahead of time, like let's say you see um, you uh, driving down a specific road in a dream and then all of a sudden it happens. I almost feel like that's confirmation that, oh, you're actually on like the path is it's working out the way it's supposed to. You you saw that you were supposed to be there, and now you are there. So that means that everything's going as according to plan. I I agree with that. That's really 
I like that a lot. <laughs> it's like giving yourself confirmation that you're that everything's going the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Hi, this is Roz Dresfalez. Hi, this is Megan. <laughs> Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Where are you at? I'm in Texas. Ooh, what part? Uh, it's San Marcos, Texas, so it's about 30 minutes outside of Austin. Oh, I was just talking to somebody else mm-hmm. in Texas. Ooh. So what happened to you? You grew up in haunted houses? <laughs> yeah, I grew up in two haunted houses. How does that happen? <laughs> we blame my dad because he grew up in a, he grew up like right next to a graveyard. So he so... likes the spooky... Yeah, we we think he's got some spooky stuff with him. (laughs) So what was the first one? The first one was the house where uh, I was, like, born into. Um, Like, I grew up from, like, age zero to age, like, Mm 12-ish. And that was, like, the scary one. The second house was less scary. There was stuff happening, but it was less, like, terrifying. Okay. uh, Yeah, the first house was the scary one. like there was like it was daily things i would every night i would hear like scratches on my door mm. like my bedroom door yeah it was not fun and like usually people are like well that's the cat but we had we had a cat but it was declawed so there was like nothing in our house that would have been making that sound so <laughs> i'm always curious about so people move into a haunted house mm-hmm. how quickly until stuff starts happening i don't know that's the thing because, well yeah you're um, a baby I was I was baby baby, um, but I've asked my mom about it. My dad doesn't believe in it at all, which is frustrating. Um, really, it's his fault. <laughs> uh, but uh, my mom says she only noticed little things, and it was never anything that made her like um, think that anything was really going wrong. It was, um, but when we moved into our second house, it continued almost immediately. Um, maybe there was a couple days of quiet because um, I remember thinking that maybe we'd gotten rid of it. Oh, so you um, think it was the then, same ghost that followed? I don't know. I don't think so. I think I think um in uh I think in the first house there was it felt it felt the first house felt malicious almost. Like mm. I, I've gone back to the second house a couple of times um since moving out, but um and and I'm fine going back to that second house, but our first house it's one of those that I don't ever want to go back. Oh, okay, so, so tell me why the first house was so creepy. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, so I, like I said, there was um, there was like daily things, like there was nightly and daily things. So I would hear the scratching on my door every night, um, and then um, uh, usually nightly I would hear like my name being called. Which oh my is gosh. Always, which is always horrible. Um, and then there was what some kind of voice was it? Oh, it was like, oh my gosh, it was, it's almost like how people talk about you not necessarily hearing a voice like in the environment, but a voice like in your head. Like I knew something was calling me. Mm. Um, yeah. So it was almost like, um, it was like a breathy, almost sounding like multiple people kind of a voice. Oh God. I know. <laughs> oh God. I, it was, Oh God, <laughs> I can't. It was like that. It was like that. It was like pure horror movie crap. And wow. um, and the that was the house with kind of like the heavy hitter things. Like um, the the scariest uh the scariest memory I have of that house was when I was probably around seven. Um, and I used to sleep in my parents' room a lot. Like I really didn't like to sleep in my own room. I don't remember if that was, you know, because I was scared. I just remember not ever wanting to really be in my own room by myself. Um. But I was sleeping in my parents' room, um, just falling asleep, and my parents were actually outside the door having dinner, um, and I was trying to fall asleep, and the way the room was set up is you had the room, you had the door going into the room, and then if you, and to the right was their bed that I was in, and then to, directly to the left, there was a big um, armoire, like, chest thing um, that we call our hope chest. It's a big chest, and it was basically empty, but it had a seat on top of it where people would sit, um, it was like a bench almost, I guess. Uh, but the scariest thing that ever happened was I was sleeping there and I heard behind me, uh, if, it, if, you, if you know the sound of like 
a child when a child is sitting on something and they're kicking their heels mm. against like the wood. That's what I heard. It sounded like somebody was kicking their heels like against the wood. <gasps> the scariest part, yeah, the scariest part was was that it only happened when I closed my eyes. So I would close my eyes and the sound would start and <sighs> I'd open my eyes and it would stop. Okay, this, this is eyes. like a horror movie. Yeah. Like an actual horror movie. <laughs> So it just felt like it was it was taunting me. It felt like it was playing with me, like it was trying to scare me. Um, that's the scariest memory I have of that house. <laughs> uh, I wonder if like I was a little things. kid or do you know mm-hmm. any of the history? I wish I did. I wish I did. I mean, uh, that whole land um, where I grew up is all old. Uh, I grew up uh, actually in Florida and... Um, uh, I grew up right outside Pensacola, Florida, which is one of the first uh, inhabited or not necessarily first inhabited, but first uh, settled, the uh, European settled areas of America mm. ever. Um, so that that whole land is old. And there was a Civil War graveyard in our neighborhood a couple streets down. So people have been there yeah. for centuries. Yeah. I wish I knew more of the history, though. That was the one that felt... Um, malicious. If that one, I'm not sure it was. It didn't feel human. That one did not feel human. The well, second well, house. Why do you say that? Like, just because thinking back on it, it was so. It it's kind of like what you have talked about on your show about um, like isolating. Like they 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 try to it tries to isolate you, and it and it made me feel like I couldn't talk to anyone. Like my my both of my parents didn't know I was having these experiences until I was about 16 years old. really and I yeah and I finally said something and it didn't it just didn't feel like people the second house felt so much more like just people were there and the first house like I think I just go back to that memory of it felt like it was taunting me it felt very intelligent but it felt like it was taunting me and it felt like it was isolating me and like it was coming after me almost because my parents um my dad doesn't believe in it so I don't know that he would even say that he had any sort of experiences Mm -hmm. um but my mom uh, really only like could tell me about two that she had, so it felt like it was very much targeting me. What happened to her? Mm-hmm. She uh, one she has two stories. So one is a story where her and my dad were watching Paranormal Activity, and the and uh, the smoke alarm like right above them went off without any cause, <laughs> um, mm. like like right after a jump scare in the movie again kind of like taunting um but the one that she talks about is that she would always have these dreams she had countless nightmares in that house um specifically centered around like my father and their relationship so she just was constantly having these like nightmares about like their relationship falling apart or like um him having an affair or like these things that were just like psychologically like um wearing her down almost. Yeah. Do you have siblings? Yeah. I I have an older sister but we didn't grow up together. So I was mm. I was raised as an only child. Yeah. So so then you moved to the second house. And is that in the same mm-hmm. area? It's in the same area, it's in the same town. Um it's in a newer part of town though. Okay. So mm-hmm. what happened there? <laughs> that that house uh was more like was less daily things and more like very specific pointed things that happened. Um, I, so one thing I always, which was so clear was um, I, the way this house was set up was almost like I had my own side of the house, like where my bedroom was, was at a, was at the end of a very long hallway that, that like snaked around the living room. So there was a big wall and I had to go down this very long hallway with the guest rooms and the offices to get to the, to get to my room, which is at the very end. So every time I had to go to my room, especially at night, I had to walk down this long, dark hallway. Uh, would the um, other doors be open? I hate that. I hate walking by rooms that are black oh, inside yes. with the door open. Mm-hmm. All the, all the doors are open. We're an open door house. Oh, <laughs> oh it's so bad. I, let me tell you, Roz, after this thing, I never walked down that hallway without turning on every single light. Yeah. And, because uh, I was walking down the hallway and I got about halfway down that hallway and I heard directly into my ear. Um, it sounded like a young man and he said, hey, just like a very whispered and went, hey, like just in my ear. And I, I stopped and I froze. It was 
horrible. And I never walked down that hallway without turning those lights, every single light on. <laughs> well, he might have been again. cute, though. Hmm? He might have been cute. He might have been cute. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see him, though. So he, right. just, wanted, he just wanted to say hi. <laughs> hey. Um, so do people in that area, do, do you have like a lot of friends or other people that their houses are haunted? Is that just like a common thing? Oh, that's a good question. I've, I've talked to other people about it and it's, um, I, the, we do have a, a, like, I think a sense of just history mm-hmm. more than anything. I have, I, I talked to a friend who also said that she had a friend that had a house that was haunted. Um, uh, but it was like. But we didn't get very far into that conversation. We have a historical downtown area, um, so it's it's it, there's a huge sense of history there. So yeah. whether or not people think it's a supernatural history yeah. <laughs> or history, it's a it's a history definitely. So did other what other things happen in that second house? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was actually the house where I saw uh, an apparition, what? and it's the only time I know I know it's the only time. Um, in my both of those homes, I've ever seen anything. Um, uh, it was always just usually like auditory or um, uh, or just things like happening. Um, but so I was sitting on the couch and we had a huge open concept uh, living room. And the kitchen was directly behind the living room. And right next to the kitchen was a hallway that led into my parents' bedroom. So I was sitting on the couch watching something and I turned around to look to the kitchen where my parents were. And as soon as I did, I saw like a full body woman in straight up civil war hoop skirt, like antebellum South dress turn and walk into my parents' bedroom. That's literally what I'm wearing right now. (gasps) Yes. (laughs) You'll never see. Oh my gosh. Wait. So was she see through? No, no, she was fully there, um, but it was so quick, and I, I almost just didn't, like, register it. I, I had gotten to the point, and I think I'm still at this point, that if I ever, like, notice anything spooky or ghosty, I just, I'm like, okay, that happened, and I turn around, <laughs> and then I ignore it. Um, so it was it was just so fast, and she just passed right through, and I turned back around, but she was fully, she was fully there. That's yeah. like, that blows my mind, because I've never seen anything like that, but... Mm-hmm. I think that I don't know what I would think. Like I think I would be no. like, "Why is this woman in our house? Who is she?" Exactly. I didn't. Uh, I I think at that point I just knew that it was supernatural, and I really just like I put that in a box and I put it away, and I turned around and I didn't think about it. <laughs> wow. And you never mm-hmm. saw her again. No, I never saw her again. That second house felt so much like it was almost a like passing through almost you know like people were just coming and going oh wow yeah how interesting something's attached yeah (laughs) so and but you still it's like still in the family and you still go back i still go back yeah i still visit my dad there um and uh but i've never stayed overnight again um uh because i my i live with my mom um when I'm not at school. And so I go and visit briefly just for a few hours, but I've never stayed overnight again. Mm. So who knows? Isn't there a ghost at your school too? There was a, there was a, a small ghost. Okay. <laughs> a small, a small thing. It was Those are ghosts too. Yes, Size yes. doesn't matter. <laughs> Size isn't everything. Oh, oh I know. <laughs> but uh, in my uh, dorm room, my freshman year, uh, supposedly the dorm above us was haunted. So I think we got a little bit of like trickle down. <laughs> like the specific if, uh, small little like dorm unit w- above you was haunted? Like not the building, just yes. that one room? Mm-hmm. Just the one room above us, yeah. Oh, do you know why? Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. Um, this this is also, um, we're built on a, uh, again, a very historical site. It's actually built old the longest inhabited piece of land in history um like of the world they've they found art they found pieces of archaeology all dating all the way back uh, like pre-ice age so yeah it's it's really it's really amazing um but it kind of makes everything a little bit spooky um so 
so yeah, so the the land itself is very historical and very sacred to um, the Native American tribes who lived here at one point, and um, so it's just teeming with things. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. did you have any experiences with it? I had two small experiences. It always felt a little spooky, but I can't tell you if that was because I knew the dorm above us was supposedly haunted or if, I, or if and that was influencing me. But it always felt a little strange, and I didn't like to be in the dark very long there. Um, two very specific things that happened were my, the uh, Christmas break of my freshman year. I couldn't go home. I had to stay and work. So I was in this dorm unit all by myself and almost the whole dorm completely by myself, the whole building by myself. Okay, that's creepy. Um, it was terrible. I felt like I was living in The Shining. Oh, no. <laughs> and I know. And um, But towards the end of that time, I uh, nothing really had happened. It was all pretty chill. Um, but I was working at my desk one day, and I heard the door open behind me, like, heard the doorknob turn and the door open and the door close. And in my probably sleep deprived brain, I just thought, Oh, my roommate's home. But then I quickly remembered that, no, we have two weeks before anybody else is home. And I turned around and the door was still locked. Nothing was happening. Nothing, nothing was there. No one had come in. Um, I know. Um, See, that's why I don't even want to live in a mansion because mm -hmm. there's just too many rooms. If I'm there alone, Oh my gosh, I feel the exact same way. You like you don't know what's happening on the other side of that house. No. Yeah. Wait, so what else happened? <laughs> yes. Um, and then I uh the the one thing the other thing that happened was I was sitting on my bed, it was a lofted bed, so I had a good view of everything happening. And um the way our the way our uh, dorm was set up was we had a common area out towards the front and then there were two sets of rooms with two roommates in each room so i had our door my and my roommate's door open to the common area so i could see where our sink was and where our front door was and one of my roommates uh had uh walked just across my door just the doorway um she was heading towards the bathroom so she just walked right across and i saw her go by and then a couple seconds later i saw out of Granted, out of the corner of my eye, but what I saw was a girl follow her. Oh, a girl with like pale skin, uh, black hair, and in like some sort of just white dress like thing. And she just followed right after her. And I looked up and I was like, I think that's what I saw. <laughs> but Whoa. I don't. Yeah. And it was only one time. It was the only one time. And, and yeah, it's just. <laughs> So I don't know if there was something living there or hanging out or what. <laughs> Whoa, that's creepy. That's, mm-hmm. that, that's The way you described it kind of sounds like the girl from The Ring, Samara. Have you seen that movie? Yes. <laughs> White dress, black hair, pale skin. Ooh. Uh-huh, I know, I know. <laughs> Hi, this is Roz Dressfeles. Where are you calling from? I'm in Utah. Utah. Okay, Mackenzie, you are a ghost magnet, right? Uh, seems to be. Not so much lately, but... Do you want more? Yeah. Weirdly, weirdly, it's like really interesting and I'm like really obsessed with it, but... At the same time, I kind of like peacefully sleeping at night, but... Yeah, because you've lived in actual haunted houses, right? Yeah, a few. Okay, so tell me the first one. Let's start from the beginning. Okay. (laughs) So um, I used to live with my grandparents when I was really young, I think up until the age of five or six. And I just remember so many things happened in that house. I remember my grandma passed away. And I remember seeing her in her favorite rocking chair all the time. And I just thought it was, like, normal. Um, and then a lot of this, like a lot of things I remember, like, my brother is pretty close to my age. We would always knock on the walls. And then we just thought it was funny because the same patterns would knock back. And it's really creepy now that I think about it. Wow. Do you think uh, that was your grandmother? Uh, yeah. Oh, no, I don't, I don't know. Um, 
we just thought it was just some fun game. We're like, oh, something, same pattern is being knocked back to us. But wow, um, yeah, um, there were certain rooms in that house that I was like extremely terrified of, like my parents' bedroom. Um, it's just an overall creepy house. Like when I drive by it still to this day, I just get like the real bad creeps. What was going on in your parents' bedroom? Um, so I would always come to the room to go to sleep because I was scared of my own room in the basement. And I always remember as I was like laying in bed with them, I would look into the closet and there was like this man with a hat standing in the closet. What? Um, I don't, I don't know. And it was nearly every night I was sleeping with them. So I would, and they would have me always like sleeping on the side of the closet. So I would just turn and like hug my mom or dad while I was sleeping. Oh my Um, God. Did they ever see him? No, um, my dad, my dad is, he's had so many experiences and as I've gotten older, we've talked about it, but he's just the type where he won't say anything until like I bring it up or my family brings it up. So were were they having experiences in that house though? My dad, yes. My mom, no, but she just listened to us and believed us and we would tell her about it. Wow. What would happen to your dad? He won't talk about it too much that's the only time i've ever seen him cry he didn't want to talk to me about it but he just said he saw something awful and then he started crying so i don't like to bring up too much with him but i listen to yeah i listen to him and him and my aunt talk the most and they always just talk about like how weird things would happen when they were growing up and then oh they grew up in that house um i don't they grew up, so in the neighborhood, they grew up in a house up the street. Oh, okay. So that whole neighborhood just feels really off. It's really weird. Um, but they never felt like they were alone. Um, my grandparents would always travel a lot, and so they'd be home alone. And then um, a lot of weird stuff has happened to them. I don't remember exactly what, but I know for sure my aunt and my dad are very, like, sensitive to that so you moved to another haunted house yeah um so this house was i kind of live near there right now but this house um i just had another bad weird vibe and i just hated hated the basement so much happened in this house like little things as the attic door being opened up every morning my dad was like hey who opened this and um, really none of us, cause we were all kind of younger. So like we couldn't really, you know, reach it, but I was about 14 or 15 when I lived here. And I would always hear like, when I was going to sleep, I'd always hear like these Indian drums, like coming from, it sounded like Indian drums just coming from the basement, like a really specific instrument. I don't know what it is. Um, and it was like, just, it sounded like a melody and it was only inside my house. I would hear it. Um, wow. But yeah, and then my worst ever experience was in that house. What happened? Um, so we had like food storage downstairs, and I don't remember if it was the day or nighttime, but my mom said, Hey, can you just go downstairs, grab some like canned goods or whatever? So I went downstairs, and I'm always really quick when I'm in that basement. And I just remember feeling like this overwhelming sense of dread, and it was just so awful and I was like I have to look behind me even though I didn't want to so I like looked behind me and it was just just this giant black figure just standing in the doorway didn't have a shape I I don't know and I just screamed and just ran up the stairs and I was just full-on like panic attack bawling it was so awful wow wow sorry you went through that that sounds terrible (laughs) yeah it was it's the worst. It's the worst experience I've had yet to date. But um, so, who lives in that house now? I don't know. I've driven by it. I moved closer um, to it. I'm not sure. <laughs> so okay, then you moved to another haunted house. <laughs> yes. So this is all kind of in the same area. So um, I moved to. I had roommates. When I was, um, I think, 19, 1920, this house, um, it's called Orem in Utah, and I slept there literally twice 
um, because there was just this overwhelming sense of dread in the hallway at the end of it. And um, I even had a friend come over and I was just like, hey, like, because I, I know he's had experiences. So I was like, can you tell me where in this house you feel something off? And he's like, down the hallway, uh, like the exact spot. And I'm like, okay, like there's something up. I, and I just, I paid rent for a year, but I didn't sleep there ever. Really? So yeah. is it, are the houses themselves old or is it just the land? The houses are old, but I've, been talking to people I've been I was interested in looking to a spiritual healer too but I got asked the question like do you think it's the houses or do you think something's following you like my aunt was talking to me about it too she's like do you think something's following you and I'm like Ooh. and I'm like you know I really don't know hmm. does it feel like the same presence in all three places the presence in the house when I was in 19 felt just as dark as the one when I was the, the figure I saw in the doorway and I wouldn't let myself look down the hall. I didn't have to go down it really because my roommates lived down there. Um, but I chose cause I was like, I don't want to feel this way again. Um, so I slept at my, he was my then boyfriend's house, um, a lot cause I just didn't want to deal with it, Yeah, which I've also had experiences at his house, but, what happened to his house? Another black figure. <gasps> um, that one didn't feel as intense to me, though. Like, I was just cutting vegetables. I think I was peeling, like, potatoes or something at his house, and I looked down the hallway because I just felt something, and this black figure just walked by. But that one wasn't too threatening to me. His house did feel pretty weird, um, but we slept when we slept together, I was I felt safe enough to go to sleep, but... Um, at that house, I've had someone yell in my ear, someone like something growled in, in my ear and just yelled at me. Oh my and God. my husband was in a different room and I he, like, came running in. Oh my gosh. I feel like you've had some really, <laughs> um, like traumatic experiences. I'm so sorry. Oh, you know, <laughs> that's why now I, I used to like talk to things, uh, you know, try to keep the conversation going. Or just being like, hey, like something pulled my arm and I like just sat up in my bed and I was like, don't do that. Don't touch me like that. But I feel like the more I talk to it, the more it happens. So I don't, I try not to like, I just try to ignore it now. Yeah. Does it, so is, is there stuff that happens in the house you live in now? Um, there was one, nothing too much here. I've just had. I really trust like my gut and like what I'm feeling. And there was one night I just woke up and I was, I just felt like something is here with me, but nothing too much here. It's newer land, newer house. So I feel like that kind of helps contribute, uh-huh. but um, thankfully nothing quite yet. <laughs> I also have animals here now, so I feel a lot better. Oh yeah. They'll sniff it out first. Yes. <laughs> Well, so I guess that's the good news is that nothing's been happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The more I ignore it, I feel the more I'm safer from it. Yeah, I mean that's that's probably good advice. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I've I haven't really lived in a haunted house, um, and I don't plan on it. I mean, I, I haven't lived in any <laughs> with like malicious, spooky spirits. But that sounds uh, does yeah. not sound fun. Uh. Yeah, definitely not fun. Um, I think like the I don't know the the one the one I call it a cool experience. It, it's really creepy, but like the one ultimate like my favorite story to tell is I was home in the house where I saw that creepy figure, um, the the malicious one. Your boyfriend's um, house or no? Okay, okay, gotcha. In the basement. Yeah, when I was a teen. Yeah, uh-huh. um, I was baby. My so my brother is like a year year and a half younger than me. I was babysitting him while my parents were out and we had the, an extra TV up in my room where we would play our video games. And I, um, my parents left with my other siblings and I thought my brother was upstairs. Um, and so I was like, Hey, like calling upstairs, do you want anything to eat? I think I was making mac and cheese or something. And I could hear like the clicks of the controller, like when we were playing and I was like, hey, do you want something? And he's like, no, I don't want anything. 
and I'm like, okay. So I just stayed down the whole time. And then when my parents got back, um, like I had a full on conversation with him. And then when my parents got back, my brother came through the door. I was like, wait, you were home the whole time. You were just upstairs. And he's like, no, I was out with my, with the family. And I'm like, no, you were home. I talked to you. Oh God. Stories like that. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. Yeah. No, you're good. So yeah, I literally just talked to something that was like impersonating my brother. That wasn't my brother. I could hear the TV going full on clicks on the video game controller and he was gone the whole time. Oh, and it sounded just like him. Yep, it sounded just like him, but it was really short. It was, do you want something to eat? No. Okay, like, what are you playing? Whatever game he was playing, I don't remember. Something on the Nintendo. Um, but I don't know. So that that one, like, just gives me, like, the ultimate creeps. I guess don't say it now, but... Oh, uh, my God. That, that is house. so creepy! <gasps> There's a ghost in my house! Oh my gosh, what a terrifying way to end the show. Her dad was crying. What did he see? Uh, uh, and then a, a ghost impersonating her brother. I'm going to be thinking about that all night tonight. But guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. And uh, please give us give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, would you? And uh, tell your friends about the show. If you have a ghost story, you could leave it in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You could also put it in the Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz Dressfiles. Be sure to join that. We've been having lots of fun activity on there. And we have a Facebook page. I have my own called Roz Dressfiles. I have an Instagram called Roz Dressfiles. I have a Venmo called Queen Roz. I'm all over the place. We have got some great episodes coming up. I cannot wait. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you all. Both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! A podcast network.